and welcome on into Hick at Night. As you just heard, it's yours truly, Ryan Hickey with it right here on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you making us a part of your Sunday, whether you're winding down the weekend, getting the work week started, however and wherever you may be listening to us, thank you for making us a part of it nonetheless. Unfortunately, well, we're getting to this in 40 minutes from now, Sunday Scaries. You think you're feeling, you know, some dread and anxiety about the weekend? Well, I'll give you some people that feel it a whole lot worse than you, and hopefully that makes you feel a little bit better as we gear up for another work week here. But Sunday scares are unfortunately right now being felt by Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers because the news came down earlier on Sunday evening from Major Wojnarowski, from Shams, any NBA insider you trust are all the same story. And that is Embiid is going to have left knee surgery this week to repair an injured meniscus. And his timeline is going to be determined post-surgery. Chance he could miss the entire year. Chance he could be back at some point later this season. For me, it doesn't matter if he returns or not. Here's the reality for the Sixers. Their season is over. With the Joel Embiid injury, even if he's able to come back at some point later in the year, the season's over. He's going to be out too long for this team to truly be a title contender this upcoming or this current season, this upcoming postseason is what I meant to say. So the Sixers season is done. And now I would at least look ahead to what's their future then? If this year is already put to bed, what is the future of the Sixers looking like? It's bleak right now unless you trade Joel Embiid. Like, if you're the Sixers this offseason, you got to trade your the face of your franchise. You got to trade the process. You have to move off of Embiid and now make Tyrese Maxey your number one guy moving forward, the guy you build your entire team around. Because you have no other choice right now with Embiid. His injuries have given you no other option. Like, at this point, it's a definition of insanity to bring it back with Embiid next year and think it's going to be any different than the years past. He's been hurt every single year. The fewest amount of games he has missed in the regular season is 14. The healthiest, quote-unquote. He's been a season, he played only 68 games. This is a guy who gets hurt every single year. Sometimes it's for the season. Other times he's able to come back. But it's not just the regular season injuries that are a concern and that are a problem. It's also his play and his condition in the postseason. He's missed postseason games. He's only had one playoff series or one playoff run, I should say, where he has played in every game. That was just 2020 in the bubble. They were swept by the Celtics in the first round. Four games and see you later. You're going on vacation. Other than that, every single year Embiid has been in the postseason, he's missed at least one game. So it's not just the regular season injuries that are a concern and that are a pattern. Right now, if you're the Sixers, when it comes to thinking about the future with your big man, it's also the fact that Embiid can't stay healthy in the postseason, is always dealing with something, and that's caused him to miss games. That's part of the reason why the Sixers have not, in the Embiid era, gotten past the second round of the playoffs. And so this happening literally every single year. Every single year has been hurt. And all but one postseason run 
He's missed time in the playoffs. How can you think next year is going to be better? How can you truly sell to yourself that next year is going to be different than this year or previous years? It's not going to happen. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. Embiid can't be trusted to stay healthy. And I don't see the point in having a top five player in the league if he's not going to be available. I'd rather have two top 20 players on my team than one top five player. We could make an argument here. He's the best player in the league right now. But I'd rather have two top 20 players that are available every single night versus having the best player in the league that misses 40% of games every single year and is always dealing with something in the playoffs. It's frustrating, but they say the old cliche in sports, and it's true. Availability is the best ability, and that has right now been the opposite of Embiid. He has not been available. And with the history of injuries, with all the different injuries he's had, knee, ankle, foot, face, thumb, hand, he's he's running the gap, and he's he's basically the the patient from operation. Remember that little board game back in the day? Yeah, the tweezers, and if you hit, like, you know, the side, it buzzes up, and you you lose the game when you're trying to reveal the or uh, take the bones out. It's him flopping. Well, yes, he does uh. sprawl out on the on the court. He falls down a lot. He it's falls a down lot. a it's lot. It's historic. But with all the injuries, right, with all the body parts that are being operated on, he is basically the not uh, the dummy's rude. He is the 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 gentleman. That is the face of the game operation. That is Joel Embiid. And so if you're the Sixers, like, what else are you going to do? How can you truly sell to yourself and to your fans that you are championship contenders next year and think that Embiid's injury history is just going to go away? It is who he is. Great player, but can't stay healthy. And it's, it's also... It'd be one thing if he was like Kawhi Leonard, where he got hurt in the regular season, missed a lot of time, but come playoff time, he was a killer. Right? That's right. That's Kawhi in a nutshell. I think I, I think I described him accurately. Misses time. You know, a lot of fans, even the organization, Spurs, get frustrated with how he treats and and maybe overcompensates his injuries. And I don't want to say hypes up or exaggerates. That's unfair to to say that about. Kawhi Leonard, but there's always some sort of mystery, right, around Kawhi's injuries, and we never have an accurate timeline, never know how injured he actually is. So there's drama around Kawhi and his health. But we know come playoff time, Kawhi's got to be a dog out there. He can carry you to a championship the way he did with Toronto in 2019. So at least if you're the Clippers now, but the Spurs to a point and the Raptors in the one year they had you at least could sell yourself, hey, look, I know it's frustrating, the regular season injuries. Again, he's not playing. He's sitting out, load management, this and that. You know, you have Kawhi's team basically dictating when he's going to play versus when he's not going to play. But at least we know playoff time, there's going to be no restrictions, and he's going to be the best player on the court. It would be one thing if that was Embiid, but that's not Embiid. He has not been a very good postseason player. He has been the best player in the league, in the regular season. Come playoff time, he's been bad. He is His play, along with his injuries, are big reasons why the Sixers are always 
early exit or exiting early, I should say, out of the postseason. It's why you can never believe Philly's a real threat. I don't care what the record is. I don't care what their seeding is. You watch the Sixers in the playoffs. You know that they are actually not a true title contender. And that's in part because Embiid is always banged up, but also never plays well. So that's also on top of the fear of the Sixers. Like, you got the face of your franchise, a superstar, reigning MVP, who is banged up every single year, but then even come playoff time when he's available to play, he still can't get you over the top. He still can't be the best player on the court. So what's the point of keeping him? Why would you want him back in 2024 when it feels inevitable he's going to get hurt? And you already know through a good enough and large enough sample size, he's not a playoff player. He's not a championship player. He can't be the best player on a championship winning team. So why run it back? I think now is the time where you got to cut bait. Get what you can for Embiid and now start building your franchise around Tyrese Maxey. Make him your cornerstone. Make him your future. And get what he needs around him so that you can actually be true title contenders. Not hopefully win a championship, but actually truly believe you can win a championship. There's a major difference between hope and belief. With the uh, Sixers right now with Embiid, it's hope. And with that hope, I think it means for me at least, ending right now with what has been a hamster wheel of insanity. Of preseason expectations, off to a good start, Embiid injury, then season over. Rinse and repeat. It's time to break the cycle. With today's injury news, I think... Philly has only one option this offseason because their season's over for this season at least. For this upcoming offseason, they have one option. It's trading Joel Embiid. It is trading the MVP and arguably the best player in the NBA and starting to build your franchise around Tyrese Maxey. That's what Sunday's injury news to me Confirmed. That is the plan now moving forward. That is how the Sixers, for the first time ever, or at least first time in this era, truly get to where they want to go in terms of being championship contenders in the East. I think they have to trade Embiid, and I don't really see an argument as to why keeping him is the right answer moving forward. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you think The Sixers are better served keeping Embiid. And I'm wrong. That trading him is not the answer. I want to hear you. 855-212-4227. Tell me why I'm wrong in thinking that trading Embiid this offseason would be the the best move for the future of the Philadelphia 76ers. 855-212-4227. On social media at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Beck is called from Florida. What's up, Beck? Hey, how's it going? Hey, welcome to Sundays. Thank you, Beck. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, I, I, I had a, a brief layoff, but I heard Keanu Reeves. You didn't. You don't really have gotten in his movies, but uh, 
you did switch to uh, Barkley and the Shaq thing with, I guess, whatever you guys were talking about. But what about Peyton? I mean, um, granted, he didn't do that good in the All-Star or Pro Bowl this weekend. But, um, you know, um, Peyton would, I think, would be a dude. But, again, nobody's going to compare to Taylor, depending what age groups or whatever else, if it's entertainment, sports, or what about Snoop Dogg. I mean, a lot of them haven't come to the register and sold certain things. Um, but um, back with Embiid, who are the Heat giving up if, you, if if Embiid's coming to the Heat from earlier, or anybody giving up for Embiid at this time in his career? So, well, picks right are obviously right now first and foremost if you are the Sixers. But like again, I would take like if you're talking about the Heat specifically, I would take Bam out of Bayou in a second if I'm Philly. But would I want to give up Bam out of Bayou for Embiid? Like you said, injuries. I mean, we've seen this his first two years were injury ridden when he was what? I think what number one draft pick or top three or whatever. Top three, yep. Know, you know, and, and his whole career, then he got into the mix and then started getting healthy. I mean, I've been talking to these guys down here, like, yeah, we would get him, but it depends. Who were we giving up? If we could give up Duncan Robinson for him or something, then yeah, bring him in. But, you know, to give up Bam or Jimmy, like you said, he's a dog when it comes to playoffs and everything else. You know, I mean, that it, it seems kind of crazy to do that plus the contract you're getting i mean you know i wanted Harden last you know or oh, Westbrook, but, you know back i mean and oh, they my. played the heat tonight and look what Harden did to the heat tonight i mean you know Look, Harden is a total total fraud come playoff time thank you for the callback i appreciate you coming with us to sunday nights here he is he's a culture he's a cancer he's a, a cancer in the locker room that guy is not trustworthy in big games and he blames everyone but himself. That he's, you're lucky. Count your blessings, even with tonight's performance. Count your blessings that James Harden is not a member of the Heat. But like I get, like look, Embiid's stock is not going to be as high as an MVP of the league, who's now leading the NBA at least at this point in the season with when he got hurt, leading the NBA and scoring three years in a row. He's not going to go for what, you know, a player like that would go for in a normal market, let's just say. Um, but with that said, he's definitely going to have a market. You say Joel Embiid is available. You're going to have 10 teams calling your phone that are contenders. I could give you some ancillary, maybe young players that need development that right now they don't have the time to develop because they're trying to win a championship right now. That you can use to pair with Tyrese Maxey and, again, build that Sixers team. You're never going to equal out the talent, right? Trading, if you trade two players for one or whatever. But if you're the Sixers, I still think you can get a good haul back here to start building your team with the eye of Maxi being the number one guy. They believe in him. Remember, they didn't trade him. They could have traded him to get Damian Lillard. They refused. They believed in Maxi that much. I think so far, what we've seen in an expanded role now with James Harden out there is the fact that Maxi, when he has opportunities, is shining, is playing well with him being the guy after Embiid first got hurt and missed his first game on Thursday night against the Jazz, guy drops 51 points. Maxie's really good. And now if you're the Sixers, I think you owe it to yourself and to everyone else in the organization to start building that team in the eye of Maxie. What does he need around him in order for us to be a championship team? Let's start building that. I think for me, the first step in that is trading Joel Embiid. So 855-212-4227. 
855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. I think the Sixers, it's in their best interest to trade Joel Embiid this offseason coming off of the news that we learned today of his knee surgery that could put him out for the rest of the year. If you disagree, tell me why I'm wrong and you're right. 855-212-4227. We'll get your thoughts. And also when we return, now with his injury, putting Embiid on the shelf for at least a good amount of time, how does that impact the trade deadline that is coming up on Thursday? I'll tell you when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. Yes, it is. Welcome on in. Appreciate you making us a part of your Sunday right here. Talking right now about the future of Joel Embiid. Unfortunately, it's not a good Sunday for him nor the Sixers. Now that Embiid is going to be out for the foreseeable future, possibly the rest of the year, I think this is a major shakeup right now at the trade deadline. Because if you're the Sixers right now, I think you go with this news immediately from buyers to sellers. You cannot be trading away draft picks and losing future assets to try to patch up this team in order to stay afloat while Joel Embiid is out and blow, not blow, but let's say hurt your future to chase the ghost of this season trying to win a championship. The quicker the Sixers come to the um, realiza- uh, realization and acceptance that this season is over, the better. Because then they can realize, well, what we, what we really need to do then is start looking for the future, which means we start selling off assets. We start trading guys to contenders, not adding because we think we're contenders when we're really not. Like if you look at this roster for Philly, they don't have a lot of guys locked up long-term. They really don't have any outside of Embiid. Embiid's locked up for another three years. No one else is on this roster with guaranteed money, even next year. So you have a lot of guys on expiring contracts and one-year deals, which means if you're the Sixers, most of the guys on this roster are not going to be on the roster next year. So might as well, you know what? If we're going to lose them, Let's get a draft pick. Maybe let's go player for player. Let's start offloading. Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, Nick Batum. I think the sooner you start to collect picks and collect assets now, you set yourself up in the future for brighter days. And I think right now you don't have to go through the process 2.0 in order to try to be a contender again. You don't have to tank for four years, get a ton of high draft picks, and and hope it works out. Clearly with Embiid, you got a good player, but fortunately never enough around him to, to finish it off and have the process turn into a championship. But also like that did a toll to the fan base. And did a number to that organization. It was a losing culture for a really, really long time. You could argue that losing culture hasn't left. You could definitely argue that right now with how Philly has flopped on the playoffs and been unable to kind of get over the hump. 
So you don't have to go through the process 2.0 in order to turn your season around. Start offloading now. The quicker you acknowledge our season is lost, the better it's going to be for your future. They have to be sellers now, and all of a sudden, if you're a contender, I think another team has entered the seller market that now you can get one of those missing pieces on your team in order to choose a championship. That to me makes the most sense. Sixers now have to be sellers, not only because of the Embiid injury, but it's also because how they played without him. And this is a team that is, in the 14 games Embiid has missed, just 4-10 and 10 without him. They can't win if Embiid is not on the floor. And so I don't think that all of a sudden, like this Sixers team, if Embiid, let's just say, pulling a number out of the sky, misses 30 games. Are the Sixers, if Embiid misses 30 games, are they going to be contenders by the time he's able to come back? I don't think so. They may be uh, playing it and be able to get a play-in spot, but nothing more than that. And so you really want to add pieces? Go all in on the trade deadline? To maybe try to win the uh, a first round? No. Save your assets. Add to them. Be sellers at the deadline, not buyers, in part because I think your season is over. Now that Embiid is out for the foreseeable future, the end of the or the rest of the season is not not ruled out yet in terms of him missing. I think now if you're the Sixers, this injury confirms your future. You got to trade Embiid and now make Maxi your centerpiece going forward. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Ryan is calling from North Carolina. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing well, thanks. What's on your mind? Well, I, I was at, at first, like my first thought, my first thought on it actually is, you know, there, there's no way in the world that I would trade, uh, you know, you know Embiid at all. But then, you know, listening to you for a few more minutes after that, it, you, you're act, you actually do make a lot of sense there because, you know, he, he is injured right now and stays injured a lot. And he's such an asset that you probably could get, well, not probably, you would. Um, you, you, you would get a lot of teams that, that, that would be willing to give you a lot of pieces. Uh, you know, you know, to go along with it. So you could get a lot. You probably could get a lot for him. You know, me, me personally, I wouldn't let him go, but you you could get a lot of pieces for him. I mean, he's he's definitely that that kind of asset. And um, can I leave you real quick with um, I I, I know it's off topic, but um, can I leave you real real quick on with, with the with the football comment? Sure. Okay. Um, um this time next week, if pa- if Patrick Mahomes. Wins, wins another Super Bowl. I'm, I'm already hearing a lot of – people are already talking about this right now. It's been talked about a lot. But um, we, we better brace ourselves. Like, like I don't like this, but, but, you know, it's turning into the Michael Jordan, LeBron James conversation. You know, a lot of people are now talking about the comparison or the GOAT, the, the GOAT conversation between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And you know – if if he wins another one next this time next week he's won another one that conversation about him and Tom Brady is going to be going to keep happening and I don't like it I still wouldn't put him over Brady yet but um I wanted to get your thoughts on that have you heard people talking about that too and what's your thought on that it's I've early heard a lot recently and thank you for the call Ryan it's definitely early but it's starting and I think it will pick up to your point if 
the Chiefs do win next week. But it's still like, I mean, Brady's six, Mahomes three. Now he's on track, don't get me wrong here, to get there. But I don't think, especially with how important quarterback is, I don't think that we'll be like truly talking about Mahomes having a real chance to be the GOAT here. Until I think he wins two more in like the next, I don't know, six or seven years. And all of a sudden now it's like you start looking at the path of just like, oh, well, with Tom Brady winning his last one at, I mean, what was that, 43? I think if I'm correct there, like Mahomes could get there by, let's say, 37, 36. I think we're talking about a different story, but we're early. But I think you're right to your point. If, if Mahomes gets halfway through six years, uh, that go talk this time next week is going to drastically drastically start to pick up 855-212-4227-855-212-4227 all right Sunday scaries is coming up here on the other side of the break I got to give you at least a, a confession here my own little Sunday scary I guess if you will Ryan Bacha you are much more uh cultured than I am have you heard the the song fast car by Luke Combs yes yeah I have do you know who originally sung that song? No. Okay. Thank you very much. It is. I thought up until yesterday, it was Luke Combs' song. I've only heard know him it sing it. Um, I've heard remixes off of his version, but right, I've only heard him sing it. Uh, I found out yesterday from my girlfriend that it's actually the song is like 30 years old or 40 years old, sung originally by Tracy Chapman, who, mm. ironically enough, was on stage at the Grammys earlier tonight singing that song with Luke Combs. I had no idea Tracy Chapman existed. I had no idea she was still alive after, you know, making this song. But my girlfriend at least made me seem like I was an idiot. That I didn't realize that Luke Combs was, like, not the creator of the song. I don't listen to country music, so I'm not surprised. Neither do I. I heard, is, but I, heard, I don't even, is, is Fast Car, a, like... It's like, if I know it from a country standpoint, I think it's pretty popular. Right. No way. Yeah, that's definitely mainstream. But I only knew the Luke Combs version, which is Same. weird. So I had no idea that was a remake. It was very, and he sings it very well. It made it seem like it was his. But, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't know. And all, all our friends it's not, also. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, she made it seem like it was pretty bad. I would agree. We're, we're it's also not from bad. the Northeast, so it's not like. So is we, she, though. But, eh, maybe they grew up with country music. I didn't. She's so. not a country girl. Ah, then. But is Tracy Chapman country? Like, that's, I guess, that's, what I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never heard the original. So is Tracy Chapman country, or did Luke Combs take that song because he's country, put a country spin on it? I think it was country. Because they showed, like, a, before performed on the Grammys, they had, like, a little, like, montage package of, like, their story. And hmm. she was in it. I think she was playing acoustic guitar at country performances, but I'm not 100% sure. Interesting. Yeah, so my my uh, my weekend yesterday, my Saturday was actually it was a really fun one. We went skiing uh, all day by us, but it did not get off to a good start driving there. She made fun of me, and, and still to this day is 24, 36 hours later, has not let me live down uh, that Luke Combs, uh, Tracy Chapman, I guess, misidentification, um, lack of a realization. I didn't realize that that was a that main of a you know big hit of a song anyway, but. There you go. If you didn't know, now you know. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. 
Welcome back into Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed any part of the show, Hick at Night, night spelled N-I-T-E, is where you can find the podcast of this show in its entirety, located wherever you do get your pods. And also check us out on YouTube. Ryan Hickey is the show name. A lot of video content coming your way right there as well. All right. So this is our second week in the Sunday slot. Thank you for all those that have tuned in that hopefully if you stayed and listened to John Marks have stayed in so far early on, appreciated and liked what you have heard in these two short shows so far in this Sunday slot. It's been a lot of fun. Love kind of, again, either ending the weekend or starting the work week, depending on what your schedule is like. Do love uh, that aspect of being with you right here on CBS Sports. It's been a lot of fun. And one thing I try to introduce now in this time spot specifically is kind of like leave you off feeling good, right? That's, that's what we want to do here. If you leave this show when it ends the with only one feeling, at least want you feeling good. So we're going to try to have that feeling so far. If you're not feeling good, we're going to try to change that right now. So we've been building, at least in so far, we, we've done it so far through the first. We're going to do it here for week number two. And that is a little segment we like to call Sunday Scares, which kind of highlights, you think you're feeling some anxiety, some, you know, worry about going back to work and starting another day working for the man. Well, you think you have it bad. Let's highlight a few folks that have it a lot worse than you, which hopefully lifts your spirits as we get set for another week to begin. So, only one way to end the show it is with Sunday Scaries. The weekend is winding down. Hey, Ryan, who's got the Sunday scaries this week? The goal of this segment, for the most part, is to, like, have fun. Right? To, like, to, to make you laugh and to have you feel good. Not that someone is suffering, per se, but just, oh, that was funny. That was dumb that happened. Just kind of, again, give you a little chuckle here. Uh, I will get serious when we have to, and we will start... Right there being serious. News came down on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes Sr. Arrested in Texas for DWI. Third DWI arrest for Mahomes Sr. Last time, the second arrest, he spent 40 days in jail. Now, at least from what I've read, this charged third-time DUI offender carries 2 to 10 years in prison? Look, I hope he goes to prison at this point. You have to be the biggest idiot on this planet in the year of 2024 to still drink and drive. If you think about it, it has never been harder to drink and drive in the world we live in than right now. There is no excuse. Uber, Lyft, taxi, all literally at the click of a finger. They will be there in five minutes. It's relatively cost efficient. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me in this, in the, at this time that you could truly think, you know what? I'm going to have a few pops and I'm going to drive home. Third DWI. He has clearly not learned his lesson. It's one of the most selfish things you could possibly do. You put so many people at risk besides yourself. He has clearly not learned the message. 
I hope he goes to jail, and I hope he... I think, again, I believe from what I've read, the max is 10 years. I hope he's in jail for 10 years. This is idiotic. You have not learned your lesson. And you are endangering a lot of people around you. Not to mention, look, it's it's bad enough to be drinking and driving as a regular person like you and me. You especially have no reason to be drinking and driving when you are the dad of Patrick Mahomes. What are we what are we thinking? Forget the money from a for a second. Forget the money. Are you not realizing it is Super Bowl week? I maybe better not be a story so my son can focus on winning his third Lombardi trophy in five chances or four chances I should say I'm just gonna lay low for a few days not be the story and here you are going out to a bar nothing wrong with that having a few pops hey that's how I spend my Saturdays I love it nothing wrong with that but you really can't find a different way home than getting behind the wheel by high, uh, for yourself. You really can't hit Uber to take you, what, 10 minutes home? Ridic- like, that is so frustrating. That is so frustrating. You can get charged with DWI. Oh, again, you get charged with DWI alone is unacceptable. And I... At this, in this day and age, inexcusable. That's number one. But then to do it the week your son is getting set for the Super Bowl, double, doubly inexcusable. Now learned his lesson. I hope he's not allowed to go to the Super Bowl next week. I mean, you got to pay the price. And it's like, my goodness. He is clearly, when you do it two other times and that is not enough. I mean, he's got a jail. He served 40 days in jail. How that is not enough to scare you straight. I hope the law comes down and comes down hard. All right. That is story number one here. Let's go to a little bit lighter side. I like my hair. If you post some videos on, on YouTube, hopefully you see it. But I am someone who does. I really appreciate having a head of hair. And I would. Uh, I used to have a buzz cut for a long time. It was very ugly. We'll never go back to that. So I like having good haircuts, and I'm not just like, oh, I'll just cut it off one day, or oh, I'll just dye it one day. I'm not willy-nilly about the hair. With that said, though, I was watching, well, not watching, but I, I did see highlights this weekend from Oakland, Cleveland State. If you weren't watching, I don't blame you. Here's why I'm bringing that up. During free throw attempts in a 20-point game in the second half, Oakland fans in the student section behind the basket as Cleveland State players were taking free throws. I've never seen this before. We're giving each other buzz cuts as a form of distraction. Ryan Botcher, I ask you, would you allow your friend as your rival college is taking free throws to buzz your hair to serve as a distraction to the other team? Yes. You would. I, if for the right team, the right moment, I would do it. Wow. Regular season game. Eh. It would have to be like a, uh, a championship game in the playoffs. I would 100% do it. Wow. I wouldn't do it. I would. I would. I would You'd gladly. commit to the bit. I would, I would not commit to the bit. I would gladly buzz someone's hair. I would not be buzzing off my own in a span of like five seconds 
so we can miss two free throws. Well, it's everybody else has to do it too because what if there's multiple times people are going to the free throw line? You need a group of people. You do, and the video I'm watching, there are like two or three other guys that have their heads shaved. But I guess also, now that I think about it, if you want to get into logistics, I mean, you got to pace that out where you can't do it every time. Right, and you can't do it too early where like second half, two minutes to go, big free throws, and you look around, everyone's head shaved. Then you go for beards. I got... But that they were is, in spandex, too. It's not like they weren't, like, normal clothes. They were just... I think it was a swim team doing this. At least the video I'm watching, they're all shirtless. Yeah. All shirtless, buzzing each other's hair, trying to be a distraction. The worst part is didn't... I mean, guy hit one out of two. Didn't really work. One out of two works. That's 50%. You gotta miss both. If you're getting your head shaved, you gotta miss both. It's one thing to wave your arms or make a chant or, like pop out of a box. Arizona State was always very creative with their student section. But if I'm getting my head buzzed, I got to get two missed free throws there. It's also, I like the one where someone faked giving birth under the basket. I've not seen that one, really. Yeah, they, they faked like, uh, someone was giving birth. You know, they had like a basketball or a balloon under there. These students had actually, a towel. man. A very plus smart. creativity. A plus. Let me tell you, I would have the Sunday scares if I allowed my friend to shave my head. Probably doing, by the way, a crappy job because you're rushing through it to get it all done by the time the free throws are shot. Have the guy make one out of two free throws in a 20-point game. It's a 61-42 game with 12 minutes in the second half. In the first week of February. March. You know what? I went to Penn State. They were not very good at basketball. If I'm at a Penn State tournament game, maybe... That's a yes. Like, if it's the Elite Eight with a chance to go to the Final Four, maybe. Oh, Elite Eight. It's already gone. I've dyed it, shaved it. It's already maybe. gone. Maybe. But a first week of game in February where the home team's won by 20 points, save that for later. No thanks. I, I'm interested. Okay, you would do it. That's I did not see that coming, Ryan. I give you a lot of credit. Um, finally here, let's stick with college basketball. George Mason, boy, oh boy, do you have the Sunday scares waking up today. They played UMass yesterday, an ending I have never seen before. UMass with 10 seconds left is up 65-63. George Mason has the ball. They're moving the ball around, miss a shot, offensive rebound, get the ball back, layup good. Layup good with three seconds left, 65-65. UMass inbounds the ball. George Mason fouls quickly they didn't know the score they didn't they thought they were still losing and actually lied it was not three seconds it was 1.2 seconds layup is good 65 65 umass inbounds right about the free throw line so that's just a turn and heave boom foul go to line guy that makes one out of two difference though one out of two wins of the game george mason loses in regulation because they didn't know the score. That, I mean, you talk about Sunday scaries. That is a killer. George Mason players, man. It's like J.R. Smith in the finals, man. Time and score. Time and score. Gotta know it. 855-212-4227. Let's quickly here go to Allen in Nebraska. Hello, Allen. It's Iran. Icky, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Listen, if you want to be scared on a Sunday, 
bet on the team that you are picking oh. because you've been picking losers. Oh, listen, we spoke a few weeks ago when you were wrong about the Baltimore Ravens losing to the Texans. Then you were wrong after that about them beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to, I want to know, Iki, who are you picking for the Super Bowl because I'm going to bet every shekel in my <laughs> bank account on, on the other team. You're, you're my favorite Smendrick. You, you really are. Tell me. All right, here's how we're going to make your money, and thank you for the call. 49ers 31, Chiefs 27. Niners win the Super Bowl. They get past Patrick Mahomes. They finally beat what is a vulnerable Chiefs team. Purdy plays well. Defense gets one stop. 31-27, Niners with a Super Bowl victory. Next week, after the game is over, tune right here, CBS Sports Radio. We will be live breaking it all down with you after what is going to be a very exciting Super Bowl. Thank you to Ryan Botcher. Great job producing. Don't go anywhere. Amy Lawrence is up next. Have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you after it. Right here at CBS Sports Radio. It has been Ryan Hickey, Hick at Night.